This past Friday, Chadwick Boseman lost his battle to colon cancer, and for four years, he was fighting for his life in silence while filming movies such as The Black Panther. In this episode of So About Yesterday, we explore when you draw the line with your personal life when it comes to social media and being a celebrity. Hey, so what's going on, you guys? We have our hosts. We have Sarah and Jonathan. Sarah, how have you been this past week? Not too bad. Things have been going pretty good. It's good. Jonathan. What about you guys? Uh, pretty smooth, man. Um, Pretty smooth week. Very interesting week. Had a little bit of fun. Finally put some rats out in the backyard and had a barbecue. We put the right. paint down. So we finally got to barbecue with my brother and stuff like that. Uh, been enjoying that. Um, and then getting back into bike riding, I think this Friday I'll probably be doing, um, thanks to chance, bringing up a whole biking group. So I'm getting a few people that I met off the biking group to maybe go for a night ride in New York. Look at that. Teamwork makes the dream work. And I can't wait to, maybe you might do a a biking podcast. That's cool. That's going to be interesting, but I'm very proud of you. That's very impressive, uh, but unfortunately, you know, for those of you, who, for those of you who don't already know, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, unfortunately passed away this past Friday, and he left us with not only a bunch of gems, um, but a lot of interviews, just kind of diving deep on, you know, his conscious, his psyche, his feelings, and everything, and you know, after his time, untimely death. I started, you know, reviewing some of his interviews, and I noticed one interview that really struck me. And man, mind you, this interview happened before his passing. I believe this happened in the 19th. This was posted in April 2nd, 2019. And uh, by reliving these interviews, you kind of get the chills. Uh, So I just want to go ahead and play that snippet of the interview for you guys so you can see what I'm saying. So... Go ahead and play that video now. Helpful and um, uh, during this process. It's been pretty crazy for you. And I don't know if you know this, but you also broke the internet this morning with another film, Avengers Endgame. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did I scare you? I, was, I, was, I, was, I haven't even looked at my phone. What are you talking about? Uh, but people are like ready to see this movie. They're buying the tickets. It's nuts. I mean, how does that feel to know that they, they love this film so much? It's great, but I'm dead. So I don't. Have, I can't answer any questions about that. Oh, okay. So you don't want to give us a spoiler or anything like that? I'm dead. <laughs> what about Black Panther two? Anything? I'm dead. Know? No, we're not ready for you to be dead, Chad. Wait, I am. I'm dead. All right. So that's that's a very kind of scary, freaky thing. So I mean, as you can hear, Chadwick Boseman at the, I believe the premiere of the Avengers Endgame said, hey, I'm, I'm dead. And he said it so nonchalantly that it just was like a joke or they didn't know. And then, you know, now we kind of know that what he was saying is that I have stage three or four, you know, colon cancer and I'm literally, you know, going to be dead. I'm not going to be alive to see those movies. 
So, you know, going back to the topic of where do we draw the line, I think, first and foremost, I commend Chadwick Boseman's friends and family for keeping this secret because anyone could have leaked that information. Oh, and, but for the fact that they kind of kept it, you know, on the download, I think they did a great job of honoring, you know, his wishes. Uh, but what do you guys think? When it comes to someone who's ter terminally ill, right, the last thing that's on your mind is let me go ahead and have some engagement with my fans and have all this, you know, facade like what what do you where do you think a person should draw the line when it comes to social media do you think that he should have shared his diagnosis with the rest of the world or you think when we saw the video of him super skinny that he would have been made fun of and ridiculed? no no it's not even that what what blows my mind is that um similar patrick swayze was doing something similar like he was going through can the colon cancer and everything like that and i seen him drop the weight and they explained this and he said i'm still going to record this show he kept on doing the show the beast or something like that and for him to continue on not even mentioning and like you said commend to that friends and family that knows what was going on the whole time i thought he was dropping a weight for a role you know what i mean like you see him and you like maybe he's uh dropping a weight for a role or something like that or he's going for like uh what 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 what's my man's name did in the mechanic? Uh, uh, oh, uh Christian Bale. Christian Bale. You know what I mean? So I thought it was something like that. But um I respect what he did because he didn't want everybody to focus on what was happening. He didn't want everybody to focus on like what what he has to go through and how hard he's working to you know to push to go do the movies and help out and and, and and like he was an activist, also he was very active in the, in the African community, um, African American community. Like it was crazy, like how much he he inspired a lot. And I think he didn't want nobody to focus on what was happening to him. He wanted everybody to remember him for the things that he was doing, which is like the great content that he was put putting out. And like I was just upstairs at my brother's and realizing I totally forgot he was in a lot of great epic, you know, like movies like uh jackie robinson um that he played an a, a amazing role in that and, and showing people that it's he's more than what was going on at, as for the disease it's like yeah i understand like you want people to know what's going on and see why i'm looking like this but for him i felt as though he wanted everybody to remember him for the the amazing work he put out for the people he inspired for the things that he was doing not for the things that was happening to him. Yeah. And I love him for that. And I respect. Yeah, it, it was abruptly. Like, I was like, what? 2020 is like really fucking me up. But I'm happy that he's, he stood strong for everybody. I could just imagine the people who got close to him working on the movie and everything. Like, mm -hmm. for you to stay that strong and be like such an inspiration to a lot of people, it was, it's, it's hard to keep that in. Like, sometimes you just want to probably reach out to other people and say, like, you know, this is what's going on, like, and and look for that. Not like you're, you're, you're looking for love, but for people to understand what you're going through right now. And he was like, nah, even with COVID, with this, all this violence out in the street, like he said, I'm not going to talk about that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to talk about me. I'm not going to make it about me because I feel like he probably knew. This is going to be like a big thing on the nose, but there's so many other important things that we should be focused on. 
It reminded me of like uh like Robin Williams. Like he didn't almost like he didn't want people to remember him that way or see him that way. Um, so he just kind of like went out on a high note so they wouldn't have to see or they wouldn't have to relate like how he was looking to like the fact that you know he might be sick. Um, now Robin Williams was clearly a different story because you know he was gonna have uh, severe like Alzheimer's dementia. Um, so that would have been harder to kind of keep under wraps. But I mean, not telling people um, gives you more of a a cloud or like a you know shrouding over, so you can do it yourself and you can you can mourn and you know struggle and you don't have to have everyone watching you while you do it. Because I mean, yeah, on the one hand, you could have a lot of people like saying, oh my gosh, you're a great person, like, and, you know, giving you hope and, and love and prayers and everything like that. But on the other hand, you have everyone watching you wither away and in his, in most people's cases die. So, I mean, what would you want? Would you want everyone all eyes on you when that you're going through that? Like, and I would assume, you know, no, most people wouldn't. What about you, Chance? So right now I'm actually looking up uh, some photos of uh, the crack panther, if you want to call it, because that's what yeah, they were calling him. They, they and, thought he was on like crack. Yeah, let me go ahead and pull up the photo so you guys can see. If you're listening, I definitely encourage you to go to our YouTube channel to check out these photos. Uh, but just to kind of go down. There was one that really stands up to me, stands out to me. Uh, Eugene Ugu, medical doctor, whatever. Um, he said social media users bullied Chadwick Boseman and called him Crack Panther when he lost weight fighting colon cancer. He didn't want he didn't want our pity, so instead he kept his battle to himself and his family. But he deleted his videos and pictures because of our cruelty on social media. So once again, when it comes to him being as transparent as he was trying to show love for Jackie Robinson, I remember that video, uh, mm. and then to kind of take that one moment that could have been used to kind of create conversation about a famous, you know, baseball player. People are so in their, I guess, their heads about looks and making fun of that they just kind of missed the point. So I think that if Chadwick Boseman would have told people that he had maybe colon cancer, um, he might have would. I think he. I don't think it would have gone. I don't think it would have gone down well. I think um, every interview is. Yeah. So you know, uh, since the Black Panther is doing well, uh, are you going to probably do a Black Panther two before you pass away? Are you going to like you know? Oh, like, how are you? How's the cancer treating you? Is everything going well? I think it would have been hell for him. So, um, honestly, from someone who had two parents to deal with cancer, one with from bre breast cancer and another one from, uh, I think he had cold, he had a lot of stuff going on. I think it was colon cancer as well. Uh, but then again, he drank alcohol a lot. So that didn't help his cause. Um, I think the one thing that people worry about when they're on their deathbed is their family and friends. They don't really concern themselves with other frivolous things. So mm -hmm. I think for, for Chad 
with Bozeman, his concern was his wife and his family and really cherishing every day that he had. Matter of fact, did you guys hear, uh, see that tweet? Not the tweet, but the text message he gave to Josh Gad? Uh -uh. So basically, you wouldn't have known this, but let me put uh, Josh Gad and Chadwick Bozeman did the Third Good, Third Good Marshall movie together. Oh, and, yeah. Um, randomly, uh, uh, Chadwick Bozeman wrote a very awesome like text message to Josh Gad just randomly. Let me see. Josh Gad, Chadwick Bozeman. Excuse me, we're doing this in real time. So, yeah, Chadwick Boseman text. And this is just... crazy. Okay. Oh, I know who this guy is now. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, here we go. Chadwick's uh, Boseman's text to Josh Gad as he knew how precious every moment was. Um, so, essentially, let me see if I can blow it up. Josh Gad. All right, so if you could see right here, it says, catch the rain. If you're in Los Angeles, you woke up this morning to, to the rare and peaceful sound of a steady precipitation. If you're like me, maybe you, look, maybe you looked at the week's forecast and found that it's supposed to rain for three straight days, not without breaks of sunlight or reprieves of moist gloom. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be coming down like cats and dogs. Great, we're stuck inside the damn quarantines because of the COVID and now we can't even go, now we can't get no sun in Cali, come on now. But now that the rain has stopped and today's storm has cleared, I urge you to go outside and take a deep breath. Notice how fresh the air is right now. After our skies have had a three-week break from the unusual relentless barrage of fumes from bumper to bumper, bumper, bumper to bumper LA commuters. And now today's rain has given us, I can't speak. Given the city of angels a long overdue and much needed shower. Inhale and exhale this moment and thank God for the unique beauties and wonders of this day. We should take advantage of every moment we can to enjoy the simplicities of God's creation, whether it's clear skies and the sun or cloudy over the gloom. And hey, if the air is the if 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 the air is the this clear right now and it and it and it does rain tomorrow, I might even put jars and bins out and catch the rain. Throw that in the water fil filter, and I have a water, and I'll have, I have a water more alkaline than any bottle brand out there. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, if you guys didn't catch that, what he was trying to say is that appreciate every moment that you have, and the little moments count. And I think that in the world of social media and everything, we have to have it right here, right now, that we forget to appreciate the now. And, I, I like that. I, I respect that because he, he, he told him, take a, you know, step out outside, like do something different out of the norm. Get your head, like pretty much get your head out of the computer, get your head out of the social media and everything like, and the bumper to bumper, like everybody's going to work and doing what the, the grind that they got to do. Take your time, 
to realize how beautiful it is out there. And even if it rains, mm -hmm. you can, it's like he was saying, I can make, you can take lemons and make lemonade. You get what I'm saying? It's like, if I get, if it rains, I'm going to take that water. I'm going to like filter it and I'm going to still make something out of it. No matter what it is, I'm going to make the best out of whatever I have with, with the life that I, I, I have right now. Like and how special he made the rain sound. Yeah. And that, that, that really stood out to me. Like no matter what, how shitty things are, like it's raining this whole three three days, he said, and it's gloomy. And even if the, it starts to rain again, I'm going to take that water and make something out of it. Like it doesn't matter how shitty your situation is. It I think doesn't matter. Like it, it, you can make it better yeah. and you can find the beauty in the Absolutely. shittiest things. But I believe that the craziest thing is that he took the time to write that. Not a lot of people have or take the time out to really text people text messages like that unless they're trying to like get with them or, or whatever you know so for him to take the time out of his busy busy schedule to talk to one of his co i don't know how close he was to josh gad but josh gad he said like you know we met on set and i always wanted to work with him but other than that they didn't really have like a close bond but for him to just take the time out of his busy schedule to just say something to give some encouraging words I can only imagine how he treats his family and friends from like, that's, that's just like an acquaintance. So I can only imagine the type of conversation that he would have had with his peers. Imagine that the rest of Chadwick's family and friends heard him talk like this. Then I think that if I heard someone speak like this and speak about appreciating life and was, I think more than ever, Chad was probably at peace with the situation and wanted to make the best out of every day. And I yeah. think because his family, this is a think, you know, I don't know him personally, you know, God, but I'm just assuming that for someone as wise as him to mm. understand, these are the cards that I was dealt. However, I'm going to, and it sucks, but I'm going to take every day with stride. And he was able to, I guess, talk to his family, friends, and let them know that I'm okay. And, I will be okay. And I, I think he's one of those people who's like, yeah, I know I'm going to die, but I don't want you to worry about me. I want you to get yourself set up and taken care of. So when I'm good, when I'm when I'm dead and gone, you know, I want you to be able to take care of yourself. So honestly, I think that it's going to be an interesting funeral to watch to see how his family and friends are going to talk about, you know, how the grieving process was, maybe or maybe not. But I think they're at peace. I think before he died, they knew you know, several days. I think when someone's in that, when death is knocking at the door, you know, like I knew like the last time I saw my father before I caught that plane back to Atlanta, that that would be the last time that I would see him. Uh, like I just, I just, I just knew. So I think for Chad, um, they knew, they, they definitely knew you, you know, and for that, his loss to us is great because it was out of the blue, but I think for them, you know, I think it wasn't a surprise, obviously, and I think they're more prepared. I mean, you can't prepare for death, but I think yeah, they got, they got time to kind of prepare mentally for it. Yeah. I mean, he seemed extremely eloquent too, uh, with like yeah. his words and how he like com <clears throat> composed himself. So I'm sure. Right. I wonder if he was one of those people that like wrote notes or just sat everyone down. Like, I mean, it's it's interesting to think too. 
Like a lot of us don't get to prepare for our death. Mm -hmm. And when you get cancer like that and you know, it's going to be a long battle that you probably won't win. What do you do to lead up to your death? So what, what's the last like thing you're you know going to do or what are you going to say to the, the people that matter? Um, so I wonder, like, like you said, if he was that, uh, kind and thoughtful with someone that he knew, wonder what he did to prepare with his closest, uh, friends and family. And that, I, I think we need to focus more on <clears throat> we do. what, 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 what he did and not what was going on, like in the background, like he did amazing things for people, inspired people. And he let it be known that you don't like the main thing that we're talking about is like he didn't focus on social media to let everybody know what was going on in his life. We don't need to let everybody know what's going on. I think that's right. where a lot of people get confused. Like if you don't if people won't know unless I post it, you get what I'm saying? And sometimes I'm at fault at it. Like if I'm at the doctors, I'll post it. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, and then it's. You don't even realize it, but in your mind, you're looking for some, you know, it's like, it's not a cry for help, but it's letting people know like, Hey, this is what's going on. Reach out to me, hit me up. And he said, you know what? My true loved ones, my people who are the closest to me, who really know me, they don't need to see it on social media. They they don't need to to hear it from third party or on, on the internet or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you when I'm ready to tell you and you'll know because you're closest to me. You know what I mean? I don't want somebody giving me and like that's just my pride, but I don't want pity from a stranger that knows me for doesn't hardly know me and give me pity. No. I want you to remember me for the great things I did. You know what I mean? If if I die tomorrow and this podcast is I want you to remember the great things I said to you, not the not my sickness or anything that happened to me. You know what I mean? Remember me for like the the advice I give you or or the great things I have said. You right. know what I mean? So I think we we need to really focus on not everything needs to be out there. Not everything needs to be said. Sometimes it's 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 needs to be felt in the circle that you're normally around. Now so step question, away from everything right. and sure. focus on I, the people who truly love you and you truly I, love. I totally agree with that. And I think that with people such as like Jay-Z, who doesn't have an Instagram or Twitter account, a lot of these older artists. They don't have a social media account. They just kind of focus on their craft and that's it. Do you think, you know, that's how we should kind of, we should go back to that? That instead of, if, if Kanye didn't open his mouth and just be in music, you, you think the world would be like a better it, place? It's, or it's, 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 didn't just play? it's a double-sided sword, man. It's like sometimes I... It, it's more entertaining, as shitty as it sounds. It's entertaining for, to know what's going on in their lives and what they're doing. But sometimes, like, it's too much. Like, I don't want to know every fucking detail. And some people crave that. And that's not something I don't want to live through somebody else. I want to live it. I don't know. I think we all enjoy looking at Instagram. Right. True. I think we all enjoy looking at it. I don't think, I mean, you're right. Like, well, we can say that, but I think like, I like sitting there looking at Instagram when I'm bored. I don't think like, I'm not going to wake up in the morning and be like, damn, I wonder what Kanye is doing. <laughs> but I mean, it is something that like keeps my attention, 
but I don't think it changes how that artist makes art. I think it just gives uh, an artist more of a voice, um, be it good or bad. But like, I don't think it's it's necessarily like, it's not gonna change Kanye as an artist. Like he still makes the same good music, um, but it, it could change our opinions of that person. Um, so it is like, it is a double-edged sword, like you said, because uh, it, it, it could hurt them or it could make it better. I mean, even for us, we have a, an Instagram. Like, you yeah. gotta have something out there nowadays. If I look up a restaurant and they don't have a website, I don't, unless mm-hmm. like told me to go there, I'm not gonna go there. You don't have a website? That's you didn't true. give a shit enough to make a website, dude? Like, so, but here's yeah. the thing we gotta draw the line of what we put up there. So, yes, I, yeah. I'm, I love social media. I love it. Like here I am talking with you guys and I swipe through some of the stuff to see who's looking at the story I posted up about us. But the thing is, is like, when do you stop? That's when it's not, it shouldn't be like living your life through a phone. So when I go on vacation or if I'm actually spending my time with somebody, like really spending my time with somebody, like I don't post up a lot of that stuff. So it's not because I don't want to post you up. You get what I'm saying? It's not because I don't want to post you up. It's because I want to enjoy that. And I think for a lot of people, they need to enjoy and be in the moment, not take a picture of the moment. You know what I mean? Because those memories, they last a lifetime. The picture, yeah. It's going to say a lot of things. It'll bring you back. But if you're not in that moment, you're not going to fucking live it, man. Like You're not going to enjoy it. I photo when I was in New Jersey, and I think it was just a building to like my Instagram story. You get what I'm saying? But that's that's yeah. good because not everybody needs to know how you move. Right. And as for Chad, I I, I love that he 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 pretty much showed that you don't have to tell everybody everything. The people who's closest to you, people who mean something to you, they should know. Not the people, not the followers. Yeah, people say they're your friends and stuff like that. But my true friends, my real friends will know what I'm really going through. Not you everyone the whole story. No. You know what I mean? It's good to entertain people. It's good because I find it entertaining when I look at some people's stories. But yeah, I don't want to know everything. Yeah, and you shouldn't. What about you, Chance? I think for me that it's a once again a double-edged sword because with the popularity of social media, you're able to, I guess, solve crimes. You're able to, I guess, put people like R. Kelly in jail. So that like really helped because before the internet age. When he made that sex tape, we all knew about it, but that's where like the buck stopped. But because of the internet, we were able to get him in jail and get him charged and all that, unfortunately, and it took a while. But at the same time, you have people like Sade, who's a very, you know, talented singer. If you don't know who Sade is, you should go on Apple Music or Spotify. Beautiful music, beautiful music. And she doesn't have one... She doesn't do social media, but she has amazing music. And as a consumer, that's all I care about is the music. And I think what what Sade was drinking, doing, whatever, that's none of my business. You know, the best business in the line of business is to mind your own business. And if if you don't have any business, make it your business to mind your own. And that's where I'm going to leave you guys. So my name is Chance. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jonathan. And this is So About Yesterday. Um, and just take care of one another and 
definitely get yourself checked out because this is a wake up call for me and a lot of people that, you know, life, like you never know. Um, but definitely, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys in the next episode. So thank you for everything. All right. Stay safe. And not everything needs to be said, man. Not every, everything needs to be seen. Right. Hey everyone, if you want to know why Chance is always in the doghouse, please subscribe to my favorite podcast every Thursday. Hey Sarah, love you girl. Jonathan, I'm watching you.